I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hey on guys, another update here for your Tuesday. Before team listen, obviously Origin, but we're going to set things up for the rest of the year now and we're going to be getting straight into all of the positions and really focusing on which position you want to get the majority of those best players in. There's some positions there you can really settle with getting sort of maybe the, the 7th to 12th kind of best players and you wouldn't miss out on too much, but there's other positions where you would miss out a lot if you don't have that type of player. So we're going to get heavily into that. And then obviously a little bit around uh, the the amount of guys that have buys left and, and those that don't. And obviously the three teams this week in Dragons, Raiders, and Bunnies have a buy. The Bunnies now are the only team to have two buys remaining. So anyone from that team, it's very, very difficult to hold them. I am seeing a lot of people looking at potentially trading out Payne Haas because he's going to be out this week. And then they have their buy in round 25. So missing two of the next eight games, and a lot of people are saying, well, that's not good enough for a top player, even if he is the, the you know pretty much the best in his position with Isaiah Yo. So yeah, really, really interesting stuff. And, and Rabbitohs guys, as I said, you probably put a line through most of them, um, unless you, you've just grabbed a Tyron Munro, something like that. And then we obviously would be looking at someone like Latrell Mitchell in a couple of weeks as well, which we'll get into in a sec. But as I said, Dragons, Raiders, Bunnies, they're gone after this week. Um, Bunnies keeping one more remaining. So everyone in that top half, all the way down to Knights, will have no buys remaining from there. And you see at the moment, players from the Seagulls, Panthers, Roosters, Titans, Sharks, Tigers there, and then also Storm and Knights. So if there's guys that haven't been watching content the last few weeks because you've had no trades, this is where we're at now. Um, and this is where we are with the buy planner. So, yeah, a few people come into contention this week in the centers. You're looking at someone like Isaac Tongo. You're looking at Ruben Garrick in the wing fullback position. He comes into uh, contention now. Obviously, all the Roosters players, you know, guys like Tedesco, following hopefully he gets through Origin. Unscathed, he's going to be available now from you know, for the rest of the year, which is going to be really cool. And they're going to, yeah, he's obviously going to be wanting to play every game possible to try and get Roosters into a top eight position. 
Uh, we had the Sharkies, obviously, and Tigers a few weeks ago. Storm and, and Knights now are available for the rest of the year as well. So guys like Harry Grant are going to be really crucial uh, for the back end. So when we do look at the top averages from each of the positions, we will have to take into consideration that you know a few, a few of these players here from the Dolphins, the Warriors, Dogs, the Eels there, Cowboys, Broncos, and Rabbitohs all have one more buy remaining. So someone that you know may average a little bit less, just say you had someone that has a buy, they average 55, and then you've got someone in your team that averages 50 and doesn't have a buy left for the rest of the year. They're going to score just as many, or a little bit more actually, in the eight rounds, you know, five points per, per round for eight. It's going to get you 40 extra points, take away one week of action. And if you don't have a really good backup, you aren't really going to be making much on that player. So using that extra trade, you know, just say you had someone that comes in and scores 30 in that week, right? You're only, you're only making back that 25 points or 20 points, I should say there. Um, and therefore it's only a little bit of, a, of an increase, 20 points or so, instead of using that trade. So keeping that 50 player that's, you know, you're not super happy with, he's a little bit up, a little bit down, one of those types of guys. It could be a Panasini in the, uh, in the centers there. You know, he's not one of the top guys, but you know, at least all the way until it through to around 27. He doesn't have a buy anymore. So he could be one you just go, oh, I just keep him. Hope that he, you know, center's obviously different because it goes up and down in scores. Could be a 50-odd, then a 16 like he has. But um, those type of guys, it might just be worth holding to the end. If you have that one trade, you can trade him out in that last round to get a solid score. So now that we've got that in our minds, let's go through now into footystatistics.com and go through all the positions. Let's have a quick overview first. And we look at the hooking position and we have speak, spoken about this a bunch of weeks ago. So a little bit of an update on where the positions are at. You've got Harry Grant there at, at a 60 average or just under there. And he's almost six points better than the next guy in Damian Cook on this list, who, as we see, may potentially play less minutes week to week. You know, so that's going to be very, very interesting how that's going to play out if he does end up in a 65-minute role or a 60-minute role there, then he's definitely not going to be a 54 guy for the rest of the year. Reese Robson, is, we have no idea if he's going to be a 45-point guy or if he's going to be a 55-point guy. So what you're looking at here is then it, then it really falls off with Jeremy Marshall King with an injury and then goes to Tanner Boyd, who's solid cover, but he's not going to be one that you need or so, so you want to have in your side to be able to score optimally over the last eight rounds. So I think Harry Grant is going to be pretty close to a must-have out of all these positions. There's not... you know. Not many positions here where there is a must-have in them. And I think Harry is just because of the the amount of extra points he's scoring at almost you know six year game and, and five and a half better than Damian Cook and you know nine nine and a bit better than the next guy on the list and then it really drops off. Um, yeah, some of the other positions there isn't as big a drop. So let's look at the mids now um, in, in that one there. And you obviously got Payne Haas at a sixty six, so he's the best in the position. And then it goes to Isaiah you're at sixty three. So. You could look at that in a nutshell and go, okay, well, one of those guys is probably pretty important. But once you look under the hood a little bit, you see Hopgood there at 60.9. And, and the reason he's got a lot of extra minutes, a lot of extra points for the most, uh, for some of the part there, not all of it, but some of it, is that he's um, had a lot of injuries around him. You know, Madison's been shifted around a bit. He's been out injured as well, playing in the sixth position. You've had, you know, Junior being out with Origin. You've had Regan be out for a lot of the year. So that 60.9, is it really like a 55? Is it a 56, 57? Potentially, he obviously has games where he can just put on a show with his scoring ability, um, setting up tries or scoring tries himself. So I still think when you're looking at Hopgood there, he's one of those guys that I do really think you could hold him for the majority of the year. Yes, he has a buy in round 27, but again, you'd likely hopefully have maybe one trade to be able to move on one of those Eels guys. And 
by that point, if you are using multiple trades each and every week, you shouldn't be sitting there with any red dots as non-players, you'd say. So by that point, you'd still have a pretty solid 17 and then yeah, maybe one trade at the end. So for people that are jumping the gun on Hopgood, I think he's played himself into that bigger role. At the start of the year, you could probably say it was a little bit premature that he was in such a big minute role and he was absolutely dominating so much. Um, and that's going to be really taxing on him. But you look now and he's very much close to that origin side and, and you have to class him as one of their better players. And why wouldn't you play one of your better players who has the ability to play big minutes, 60 to 65? Play 65 on the weekend. There's no reason why, you know, if he does lose another five minutes there, what's going to, you know, he's going to score 50-odd. And then he'll have a game where he gets 60-odd with a try or something like that. So... Yeah, I feel like still feel like he's one of the top guys um, in there as well. And what I'm trying to get out here really is there's a not a great difference between an Isaiah Yo and a Hopgood. Not a great difference between Isaiah Yo and Jack DeBellin or Corey Horsby. You got Corey Horsby there at 56, and himself and also Jack are averaging way more than where they're average. They're, where they're averaging way more right now than what their current total season average is. Since their roles have changed, they're both averaging well over 60 and. They're two guys. If you have there, they go right up close to where, you know, especially where Isaiah Yo is averaging. So you'd have, I'd personally have them on the same level. So if you have the two of them, you only need one more gun to be able to get you there. You look at someone like Joe Tarpany, and and this is the time of the year last year through the middle and obviously in the back end where he came in and, and he averaged well over 60 as well and was one of the top guns. You've got Tino in there averaging 57 and he could do that job as well. So I personally feel like the mid position is not one that you need to go all out on. You've got guys like Mo Fodawaka in there averaging 51, and they've really he's really moved it, pushed himself into a, into a bracket closer to that 55. You've got Cam Murray there at 54 that could get up towards that 60 very easily. He was a 60 plus guy last year, and um, yeah, Ryan Madison can do the same. So yeah, Pat Carrigan's in at 56, and you'd imagine he's going to be fairly similar along with Adam Fanor Blake there. So this mid position is very very different to the hooking the hooking stocks. And, uh, yeah, I think you need to act accordingly. People are trading outhouse. I'm not sure if that's the best idea, but I do understand it. And if you are moving him on, are you going to another mid that's going to average, you know, maybe a tiny bit below in that you know, high to mid-50s? Or are you going to another position? Or are you using Payne Haas' cash to get the Nathan Cleary? Uh, are you going to a, a you know, DCE or a Munster or something like that, which we'll speak about in a sec. But this mid-section overall is not one that you – are going to miss out too much on. You look at the halves potentially, but definitely centers and the wing fullbacks. When we're looking at this last eight rounds, it's going to be based more on runs and, and how you know the, the type of teams they're coming up against and are, is that player in form or not. So that's something that we'll definitely go through in a sec. Whereas the middle guys, there's a little bit around form and, and if, you know, if they're carrying an injury or something like that, but for the most part, they should be able to score fairly consistently. And you know, if, you, if you're buying a guy for a fair bit cheaper, 100, 150K cheaper, and they're scoring five or so points less, how much are you actually missing out on? It's not much, is it, right? So um, this midsection, I think you can have a collection of all of the top sort of 12 guys. And any one of them can score at the top during this last eight rounds. So you know Payne Haas and what you're going to get from him. You know the consistency you're going to get from Yo and DeBellin and also Horsburgh. And then guys like Tarpany, Murray, Tino have the ability to go to that next level. But we haven't seen it completely all year. And Tino is, is sort of relying on tries and stuff like that. So that's the big one there. And, and then obviously a couple of them have a buy coming up. You look at Adam Fanua Blake, he has a buy uh, soon. You have Carrigan and Haas having a buy in 25. 
Paws Bright will be done after this week. Same with Tarpany, which is really, really cool. Murray has one later in the week, uh, later in the year as well. Same with Ryan um, Madison. So that's something to think about with those mids. And if you can get someone like a Mo Fodawaker, who, yes, isn't averaging as well, but he doesn't have a buy like Tohu Harris. You know, Tohu is averaging 53.7. I think he'll stick somewhere similar to that. But he has a buy coming up with someone like Mo. He's going to outscore Tohu there just because he plays more games. And that, and that replacement that you get in that week for, for Tohu isn't going to help you as much. So, yeah, it's a very interesting position. I think you can get away, as I said, with not having the top, top cream of the crop there. Let's go to Edge now. And you look at, obviously, Hopkins in there as well. And that's where his importance is, is in that dual position, in my opinion. Dave Fafida is clearly the next best guy. So most of us have Hopgood already. You look at the edge position now, and, and Jacob Arlick ends up there with the 60, just like Toby Sexton did in the halves with his massive, massive score there. But Fafida is clearly the best guy. So he's nine points ahead of Britton Nicara at 55.4. So that in itself just shows that how important Dave Fafida is going to be. He has dropped a little bit in cash, which is very, very helpful also. And he does have that really low game uh, after Origin when he had the delayed concussion symptoms. So without that 17, he's likely to be more of a 67 type of guy. And then he's clearly more than 10 points better than the next guy on this list. And that's why he is super important as a player for you to be selecting in your squad going forward. There's no more buys remaining. So just seeing how he gets through Origin is going to be you know, the, the most important factor to deciding if you want him in your side now or in a couple of weeks. And, and I'd have him as a way more of an important pickup than someone like Isaiah Yo. Just, you know, they are averaging one point difference. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Fafita's got him by one point, but you know the edge position is going to be is going to be much harder to fill with guys that are going to average fifty five to sixty. You can see there, there, you know, a couple of these guys, Nicarat, Butcher, um, Isaiah Papali'i, they're playing the best that they can right now. Jacob Preston with fifty one. These types of guys, there, Hudson Young, uh, Hamole, they're all fifty point type of guys, and they're working really hard to get that, and they're very inconsistent on that front. Whereas you look at some of those mids, and you're like, ah, oh, it's a clear sixty every week, it's a clear fifty five, and you don't have to worry about so i think for feeders the clear on topper bateman can be a 55 plus type of guy so can isaiah Papali'i, but that's you know something some days they get a rest and sometimes they don't they don't score super well so there's definitely something to think about in that uh, edge position to looking to get for feeder as soon as you can we obviously got the best scorer in the game in, in nico hines so 77 is his average right now Cleary's would be a lot higher as well and much closer to that 77 if he didn't have that, uh, what, 17 or whatever, 15, whatever it was, um, when he got his triassist and hurt his hamstring. So, And he's also had games this year where he hasn't been kicking goals. So that's something to think about as well with Nick, uh, with, with Nathan. And, yeah, you look at it across all the positions. So obviously 66 is the highest with Payne Haas, 64 with Fafita. So you look at this and go, okay, how important is it to have Hines and Cleary for the run home? 
You do have to look at obviously their price as well. But if you have a fair bit of cash remaining, then then getting these top tier guys in for feeder, in Hines, obviously most of us have him at least, but Cleary as well with his ability to be able to hit a 70 plus average pretty comfortably, it's going to be seven, eight, nine, ten points better than someone like Mitch Moses and Johnson, which are next in line. So, you know, how much more? How much is that? In, how much is that going to help your team, especially with these 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 teams there that uh, in in Sharks in in Penrith there that don't have any buys remaining? If you can get a seventy plus average from those guys on a weekly basis, obviously the captaincy as well from whichever one you decide to pick. Maybe you pick Cleary on a on a better matchup. You know, these next couple of matchups are pretty nice. When you know Hines plays Penrith, maybe you don't. We're gonna to have to select one of them, much of it. Um, yeah. So he's gonna have some harder matchups in and around that, and, and maybe you can you know chop and change between the two there. But you know, if you're getting a ten better average than the next guy, then that's obviously eighty extra points plus the captaincy over the next bunch of weeks, and that could be really important. But yeah, it is also very hard to to get that those couple of players in your team. So that's where going that little bit cheaper can be really important. So personally, in my team, I have Hines, Moses, and Johnson. So I have three of the top four, which means that. Cleary, it does seem like a little bit of a luxury to me when, you know, maybe someone like David Fafida and personally Harry Grant are going to be more important to get that better better player in that spot um, and lock that up rather than, you know, missing out on sort of 10 points in that position when I can get Grant at a cheaper price. Whereas I'd have to pay all the way up to get to Cleary to get that 10 extra points. Does that make sense? Yeah, you probably want to use your money wisely in certain positions because if I'm missing out on 10 in that spot, um, yeah, I'm not making it up having Hines, having Moses and Johnson in that one. So edge and also that hooking position is going to be a little bit more important for me, I think, with my team, considering I have Moses, Johnson and Hines. And not all of you guys are going to have those three. You might not have Moses and I think Moses is fairly low ownership. But uh, if you have those other two, then maybe you are getting a third gun half in. That may be Cleary. That may be someone like DCE and Munster, which is going to be a really, really interesting comparison over the next couple of weeks there, especially um, definitely this week and, and, and next week as well, uh, before I think it might be a little bit too late there to make any decisions on that front. But 58.9 is DCE's average and 56, and they're very much the, you know, very close to the same price there. I personally think that DCE's is a better selection going into the rest of the year. They are He is going to be in there fighting for a top eight position. Storm are in there right now, but they need to, to start playing really well and, and try and push towards a top four selection there. So I think both of them can score really well. DC usually averages just a little bit more than Munster. So I personally would have him as just a little bit of a better selection in that one there. And then anyone lower than that, obviously Matt Burton is the cheaper guy. He's had a little bit of a slide before that really good game on the weekend. He's definitely someone at that cheaper price that you can have a look at. But uh, yeah, just just make your selections there. And obviously don't overload in one position either. It's good to have one or two on the bench. That's completely fine as a scorer. If they're you know in the better position and they're more consistent or something like that, uh, or they're going to go and run those types of players there. Um, but when you're looking at uh, that position there, yeah, it's, it's just you know suiting your team is going to be the best. So, um, And then in terms of guys that have buys in that one, you do have a buy left for Moses. You do have a buy left for, for Johnson there. Um, and then you don't for DC and Munster. So maybe that's you know, helpful in the fact that they no longer have a buy coming on from here. So make that use that to make the all decisions as well. Let's go to the center position. I hope you're really enjoying this, guys. It's a yeah, it's a lot of a lot of deep thought there, but it is something that's really important. And you've got to base it on your team, obviously. And that's why I'm giving you a fair few options there to, to select that. You look at the center position and you've got the top 15 here. And the lowest there is a 52 point, uh, 42.7 with Bradman Best. 
and the high there is Dane Gagai at 51. You look here and there's so many spots here between 46 there in Isaac Tongo and all the way down to a 40, let's go 44.6 to Panasini because Semi Valame is not going to be a guy you want to select. You've also got Ethan Quay Ward. You've also got Connor Tracy. You've got Tao Tao Monga. Um, as guys that aren't really, you know, you're not even going to be looking at selecting there for sure. So there's a lot of guys in that mid range and really all the way down to Penasini there, there's only, there's less than seven points difference between all the centers. So this is where I'd really push you against, push you away from, from playing some center roulette and, and marginal upgrades. You know, Jack Bird's probably done really. You're not, you're not looking to select him unless you're still holding him. That's for sure. But for the most part, you don't want to look at, um, yeah, birdie and this one. You've got Joey Manu, who's our dual position guy. Your gag guy is obviously the clear best choice. And I definitely think he's someone you can look at, but he seems to be carrying a little bit of an injury as well. So that's something there. But yeah, even if you do spend up and, and get Dane gag guy, how much better is it than going one of these guys that averages a 44.9, like a Timico or a, a Panasini? Or if you hold one already, would it be worth the trade? And I'd say no, to be honest with you. Obviously, you know, guys like um, Campbell Graham, Penasini, they do have a buy to come, Herbie Farnworth, these types of players. So, you know, you're looking at that and you go, oh, maybe it is worth it going for an Isaac Tungle or a Dan Gagai, the two guys in that, in that section that don't have a buy to come from here. And if you are in the in in need or in shopping for a center at the moment, then I think one of those two is the pick. Gagai or Isaac Tungle there. Uh, it's going to work out well because Val Holmes still has a buy to come. Herbie still does as well. Joey Manu doesn't, but most people have him. If you don't have him, definitely look at him as well. But in the centers, um, you know, a lot of those games, are, uh, you know, for him to average 49 is him playing fullback or, or him playing six there as well, where he usually scores better. But the last two weeks have been good for him. That's for sure. If you're holding a Lemuelu, like how much worse is he going to be? If he keeps that starting spot, then maybe he's worth a hold. But, you know, when it gets down to that 42, if he's averaging, say, 40 from here on in, then it's like, okay, maybe I could upgrade him because he has a buy coming up and he's not averaging anywhere near the 47s, 48s, 46, 50, whatever it is that the other top centers average. So definitely have a look at that, but I would try to push you away from playing the center rule that game. That's for sure here to, to end this thing. All right, let's go to wing fullback position. And this is obviously a slightly higher scoring position. There's a few more guys that are averaging, averaging closer to that 50 mark than there is in the centers. But really, it, it's also been a bit of a roulette position this year as well. Because when you're looking at this, you've got guys like James Tedesco sitting at a 44. Nick Manny's a 43.6, and he's a little bit of a tough time of it of recent time, but he was good before this. Reese Walsh is eventually going to come back, and he's at a 47.7 there. Gutho is pretty high for where he normally averages, so he's had a bit of a nice run. You've got Ruben Garrick is in the 46 range there, and he's someone that I think can definitely get himself up towards that 50 average and above that some of these guys are in. Latrell Mitchell is going to be a really funky one. And what you're looking for with a wing fullback, obviously, is, is a guy that can go on a nice run, like we said there. And you know, guys like Drinkwater can definitely do that, but he has a buy remaining. guy like Latrell can go on that massive run. He has a buy left as well. You have a, you've got Greg Barzu as a 53 guy. He doesn't have any left. So that's something that, that's you know going to be interesting. And you want to look at the Knights and, and their draw there to see if he's going to be an important guy. So let's chuck that up now and look at the Knights and where they're at from here. They have the Tigers, the Storm, Raiders, Dolphins, Dogs, Bunny, Sharks, and Dragons. And you look at that overall and you go, he should be able to score pretty solidly over that time. So that's something to someone to note for sure. He's obviously fairly expensive, but most of us have a lot of wing fullbacks in the moment. So just look at this list and go, am I going to get a really big upgrade? If I, if I do trade out one of my guys and you know, people are looking at Chance as the potential guy to trade out because that's two, two rounds in a row now where he hasn't gone that big. What you do need to look at though is the Warriors are playing, he's playing in a team and the Warriors that are actually you know, doing, doing really well at the moment. They're, they're a great team and 
there's every chance that they um, yeah, can continue to do that. And he will get involved in the attacking stats. It did happen, you know, he had a month of really, really good footy. He's not one of those really top guys. So I can completely see myself or understand if you would too, decide to trade him out in their round 22 buy. Definitely wouldn't push back on that one for sure. James Tedesco is a really interesting one because you look at his 44 average and that was with a really, really poor start. He's been a lot better since then. He's been very much closer to a 50 average across the you know, the time that I picked him up or you know just after something like that. He has a couple has a couple of low games in there, but he also has an 80, he has the 60 odds, and that gets you know the up and down nature of a wing fullback. And, you know, very much is uh is there, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the guys I'd be looking at. There's obviously Tedesco, there's Garrick that is you know in that lower range of averages that could be up there near the Greg Marzus, the, the Latrell Mitchells, the Dylan Edwards, and Scott Drinkwaters there as well. So, you know, Reese Walsh has every chance to, to come out and hit a 50-plus average as well. So, yeah, you look at those and you go, okay, there's not a great deal of margin. As long as I can get my wing fullback to be somewhere near that 47 mark, then they're not going to be worth trading out. And that's where you look at Buller, you look at Chance, and you go, ooh, are they one of those top guys? Do If I have both of them, do I at least trade one of them? and upgrade them to one of these guys across you know, this last eight trades that I have. That's something you need to look at. Um, and I really, hope, I really hope this video helped you guys out a lot. I really enjoyed making that. Very much a deep dive into each position. And uh, I hope this you know, catapults one of you into you know, much better rankings and, and just really shows uh, across your team, just have a little bit of a deep dive as to you know, where you actually need the upgrades and where a, a, a marginal, sort of, you know, when I say marginal, like a five to 10 point increase in a position is going to be more beneficial to you. Maybe there's a slight, someone that's slightly cheaper than uh, you know, than they were before and they're, they're, their average is a lot higher than what they're averaging just this last three or four weeks. And you know, we know what happens with the break-evens and, and, the, and the price drop. So you know, maybe you can get to a Harry Grant a little bit cheaper than you know, paying up for one of these wing fullbacks that's, you know, that's priced well into the 700s or something like that. Like, you know, can you get more value out of out of one of those other players kind of thing in a certain position that's right for you so hope you enjoy this one see you guys mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market 